Our text today comes to us from the first chapter of Matthew, beginning at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son and named him Jesus. The word of the Lord. Oh, holy God, we pray that as your word was spoken through the angels long ago, may that word also be spoken to us this day, at this moment, as only you can do. We ask it in the name of the word made flesh. Amen. Everybody enjoys children's Christmas pageants. As a person who's gone to a whole lot of these over the years, I've decided that the most enigmatic character in the pageant is Joseph. He has no lines in the story. Sometimes in the pageant, he's directed to kind of pantomime in front of the innkeeper, who just shakes his head no. That's about it. When I was a kid participating in these pageants, none of us ever wanted to be Joseph. He's not the hero of the story. The role was always given to some tall, awkward kid who would just stand behind Mary as she's sitting down cradling the baby, and then there are all these kids dressed up like sheep around her. He has this look on his face that basically communicates, I don't want to be here. And in this way, the pageants are completely biblical. <laughs> Joseph only comes up three times in the Gospels. He's never given any lines. And his role seems to constantly be awkward. But Joseph doesn't even want the role he is given. He definitely doesn't want to be there. He had other plans. Planned on just being a carpenter, marrying his fiancée, taking care of this tax problem he has in Bethlehem, and then just settling down. But all those reasonable plans were shattered when Mary turned up pregnant from the Holy Spirit. Wouldn't you have loved to have listened in on that conversation when Joseph got the news? 
Did she tell him herself? Did she even try to bring up this part about the Holy Spirit? Did she cry as she tried to get him to understand? It had to have occurred to Joseph that he was left completely out of the loop on this whole thing. By the time he hears about it from Mary and then later an angel, all the decisions have been made. All the actions have already been taken. The child's already been given a name even and a mission. And no one checked with Joseph about this. We hate that. We are big on process. And we expect God to do a little consulting because after all, we're good at fixing problems. But God never says, here's an idea, salvation for the world. We were thinking about using your fiance's womb. Just wanted to run the idea by you first. No, in my experience, God never does that. God interrupts the plans that we had. God sends us to places we had no intentions of going, gives us gifts that we didn't really ask for. We are accustomed to thinking about this interruption in Mary's life, how she thought this thing was gonna be her ruin but it turned out to be for her salvation and for the salvation of the world. But Mary had people who needed her, who had made plans with her, who had commitments with her. Here's my point today. Mary's the person whose life is directly interrupted by God, and as a result, Joseph's life is never again the same. God is still in the holy business of interrupting lives, but not necessarily your life. Sometimes you're not the star of the holy drama. Sometimes you're given this awkward supporting role of caring for someone who is in high drama with God. This last year and in the year ahead, some of you will have your lives again dramatically interrupted by God, and others of you will never be the same as a result. That's the way the pageant goes. When Joseph learned that all of his plans had been interrupted. He did what we do. He he went for plan B. He made more plans. His new plan was to just quietly set Mary and this engagement aside and not to publicly humiliate her. It was as honorable a plan as he could come up with. It's fascinating in the text that right after he has this new plan, he falls asleep. That's kind of what our plans do to us. They numb us to the mystery of God. They they blind us, close our eyes to the holy interruptions that are breaking in all the time. But then, in his sleep, 
he finally receives a dream. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and you will bear a, she will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. That's a dream. Most of us have too many plans and not nearly enough dreams. So Joseph awakes from this dream and then takes Mary to be his wife. One further thing on this, um, I find that when a baby is born not long after a wedding, people get very interested in math. And they're going to, having done the math, they're going to figure out this baby's coming a little soon. And since Joseph did not publicly disgrace Mary or put her away, they're going to assume that he must have taken her in because this is his boy, which means he shares in the scandal here. He brings it home. And in ancient society, single men did not live in bachelor pads. So Joseph lived with probably his aging parents, maybe some unmarried sisters or widowed aunts. He had to have a conversation with them, trying to make them understand, which means he brought the scandal to his family. So it goes from Joseph to Joseph's family to the whole village. Everybody knows about this. And this is God's dream. Absolutely. Once again, this Christmas, there are scandals to the kingdom of God. Violence. Violence is everywhere. The New York Times last week indicated that mass shooting happens every day in this country. Every day. Injustice. It seems to rain. So many refugees just looking for a home. Kids growing up on violent streets without hope. Scandals to the kingdom. But God would invite us all this year to be Joseph, to bring the scandal home. What would happen this Christmas if all of us, Christians around the world, brought it home? What if we cradled it? What if we made this a matter of our prayer? What if we resolved once again to redouble our efforts to live a more just life, to work for holy justice for all the people of the earth? What would happen? We'd come a whole lot closer to peace on earth. And that has always been God's dream. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.